welcome to I've Seen Things. I'm Taja. And I'm Amy. And today we want to have a little bit of a chat about the um, Connect Logistics rulings coming down. I can see from your face that you have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) I have rulings. That's all I I got out of that sentence. Yes. They they have just finished most of the court procedures. I do believe that there may still be one more procedure to go. Um, So let me start with this one. Do you remember in 2020 where there was that really horrible accident off um, the Eastern Freeway that killed four police officers. Yes. Okay. It has everything to do with that. That accident led to an inquiry into the company of the driver Mm -hmm. that crashed into the officers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So essentially what happened, for those who do not remember this, is that there were four police officers that had pulled over a Porsche driver for speeding on the highway and while they were conducting that stop, a fully loaded truck and trailer slammed into them and killed all four officers. There were a few things that immediately happened after that. The Porsche driver was jailed because he took photos of the officers as they were dying instead of attempting assistance and then he bolted. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was then caught up to and jailed for the photos and for everything else that he did at the time. Um, The actual truck driver has been jailed. He was found to be, he was found guilty of negligent and reckless driving and dangerous driving. And there was a litany of charges, Um, but he was found to be under the influence of methamphetamines and to be severely sleep deprived. Whoa. Which is what prompted the inquiry into his company because when they went back and had a look they actually found that the company who in this case is connect logistics we'll make sure the articles are pinned below yep um connect logistics had actually had multiple complaints against them for at least i think three to four months Mm. prior for breaches Mm. of chain of responsibility regarding fatigue management so at the time the accident happened, they were carrying for Ingham's, the chicken company, mm-hmm. and Woolworths and Coles and all those major, you know, supermarket chains and things they delivered into them. Mm-hmm. So there was a massive inquiry into all of that. It, the order has now come down that Connect Logistics are fined $2.31 million dollars It's the most serious offence available under the Heavy Vehicle National Law, or the HVNL, Mm -hmm. as the acronym is. Mm -hmm. The managing director of Connect Logistics was fined $22,000 and given a supervisory order. So in other words, he will be very closely watched for a long time. This is the first time that a local court has issued a fine of such magnitude, and the company was also prohibited from operating for 12 months. Whoa! Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why it is so bad is that that can tank a transport company. So the four police officers that were killed in the 2020 crash, when the driver was um, Melinda Singh, I believe it was, he was high on methamphetamines and lacking sleep when the semi-trailer plowed into the officers. They'd stopped the speeding Porsche on the Melbourne Eastern Freeway. He's serving more than 18 years for his part in the crash. Mm, wow. His um, sentence has been reduced very slightly 
for his cooperation in the inquiry against Connect Logistics and his boss's part in the crash. So Connect Logistics MD admitted to having failed to exercise his due diligence to ensure the driver's compliance in fatigue management. At the time of the crash, they had the lucrative contract with Ingham's delivering to KFC and various supermarkets across Metro Melbourne and shuttling the animals from the processing plants to the, I believe, to the rendering plants. Okay. So it's, it's the, it's what's not used. So it's the carcasses being sent down for rendering and then they're turned into like animal feed and fertilizer and stuff like that. Um. The NHVR prosecutor told the court that in the months before the crash, Ingham's had raised concerns about the hours drivers were working, believing that they had exceeded the legal 12-hour-a-day limit. Up to four months before the crash, Ingham's had filed a formal issue relating to a Melbourne supervisor and a driver whose timesheet showed multiple occasions of working 18 to 20 hours a day. What? I don't know how you work on that, but I don't work on that. <laughs> 10 hours is a stretch. <laughs> I have frequently done 16-hour days working in transport, but I'm not behind a, behind a wheel. I'm not driving a truck for hours on hours Holy on hours. Holy moly. So, yep, that's that was part of it. Um, <laughs> the Connects... Connect Logistics' former operations manager was found guilty of a Category 1 offence, which is the most serious offence under the HVNL for breaching due diligence as an operator. Mm -hmm. He is facing a possible two-year custodial sentence, so he's looking at two years behind bars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I thought we could have a bit of a, a chitty chat about yeah everything about that at this stage. So... Is there anything that you would like me to clarify before we continue? So in the log books, log books, yep. online log books, are they all online now? No. Ah, so you can, I guess with paper ones, it's easier well, to fudge it? No. Uh, no. Okay. I would say no. no. Um, okay. It's not as hard to fudge as you think. The right. laws, the, transport is one of the most overregulated industries. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of laws, like a lot of the drivers used to be fined ridiculous amounts of money for not being able to spell the town they'd stopped in. But a lot of drivers are really? also illiterate, so it wasn't really fair. Okay. And don't forget that this is this is Australia. There's It's a very big country and we don't get service everywhere. So if you stop for your logbook break and you're trying to log it on an internet server that it's... has no service... Tricky, yes. So, yeah, the, I do believe that the default for most sort of um, interstate, rural and, and long-haul drivers is still the paper book. Paper. Which mm. are issued to the driver by the main roads department. They have to actually go in and get them. They're not just emailed out willy-nilly. They have to, if they have one before they've used up all of the sheets in there or within a reasonable time frame, they have to prove why they're getting a new one. Ah. Which has included some some rather um, hilarious comments at the front counter when a guy shows up with a Ziploc bag with a really oily uh, work diary in it and just been like, it fell in the diff oil. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, it, 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 it looked like it's, it's fucked. <laughs> 
So the, the, there's got to be like, I'm sure, a list of acceptable excuses. It's not just, I don't know why. I just need another one. You know? Yeah, you or, can't just walk in like. Yeah. You, you can't just walk in two weeks after getting a a six month book and be like, I need another one. They're yeah. gonna be like, What'd you do to the last one? Yeah. And how, where is it? Where is it? Hand it over, yeah. we're gonna check it before you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, there are people that try and fudge it by getting rid of the books. Okay. So okay, so eighteen hour days. Well and truly over the min over the maximum. So I guess you're going also by mileage of truck? No. 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 That doesn't matter. So much. It's more about the Look, brakes. The, the mileage about of the truck or the, the kilometres travelled is more in case of speeding offences than in case of hours spent on the road because mm-hmm. you're um, driving your truck and your brakes therein aren't just when you are actively driving. It mm-hmm. also includes when you are pulled up somewhere waiting for an unload. You are actively engaged in your job, not resting. Okay. So if you pull up somewhere and it takes them an hour to unload and then you move on to your next place, that whole hour that you were on that site is still counted as work, work. time. Okay. If you pull up somewhere and they say, hey, look, mate, it's going to be an hour before we get to you. Do you want to go have a break and we'll call you when we're ready for you to come in? Mm-hmm. The driver can start his rest break while waiting to be unloaded. But okay. as soon as he gets out to start, you know, pulls his gloves on and, and his boots on and gets out to start undoing the curtains and the straps and things, mm-hmm. breaks over, you're now on the clock again. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. There's um, There are two different time books that you can get. I do believe it's a 12-hour and a 14-hour day. Right. Um, not an 18-hour day for those playing at home. Not an 18 or 20-hour day. No. No. Oh, no. Neo, what are you doing? I, I don't know how you'd continuously do that. I mean, besides the fact this person was on methamphetamines. Oh, there's just um, Taj's cat at our feet, and he really hates me. So this is like a big deal. Hey, Neo. <laughs> Don't make any sudden movements. Just be cool. It's okay. He's moved past you. <laughs> <laughs> just be cool. I was waiting for some sort of like hiss. Or mm, That's yeah. okay. You didn't try to pet him this time. So just going to inspect me. Um Okay, so how regularly is a driver checked for drugs? Is it as random as other other workplaces are? With it, random it, it, depends, it depends because, I mean, the drivers have a few other things that they have to watch out as well. So they can be randomly drug tested by their um, workplaces. Mm-hmm. They can be randomly drug tested by any of the depots they go into, they can be randomly drug tested. I believe like Coles and Woolies and that actually have a policy that if you are dropping off deliveries for them, they can also randomly drug and alcohol test you. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you've got the roadside stops yep. where they pull them up into the bays and they will weigh the truck if the weigh bridge is open. They'll drug and alcohol test them. They'll check their log books. Mm-hmm. A lot of that will be happening now as we lead up to Christmas. Tasha loves Christmas. As you can tell, just as a side note, before we continue on with Tasha's topic for today, uh, my side is very Christmassy, as you all can tell. Um, this side is not so much. Um, <laughs> maybe in the next episode, but no, <laughs> not today. <laughs> um, so, okay. Right. So there's 
lots of opportunity, but I guess if you, because it's random with way bridges and transport inspectors and police and workplaces, it's random too. Yeah. You may still never get checked. Like yeah, you could, it's, you know, it's, like it's, it's random. Yeah, it's very random. And it's, it, I mean, it's like me because and yourself, like working mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. in a place like that where random drug tests is just a part and parcel of the job. Yeah. Um, I think I've been randomly alcohol tested once in the twenty something years I've been working in the industry, mm-hmm. and I was due to be randomly drug tested. But I had had an injury and was on um, painkillers that would have flagged anyway, and I'd already reported the prescription to my boss, so they pulled me out of the listing for that. One. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's not that's not really going to work when you're on prescription. I think I was on um, codeine, mm-hmm. and so I wasn't like I was okay to work during the day, but because I was taking it at night to sleep, yeah, it was still in my system. Yeah, so I reported it to the boss, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm taking it at like. Five thirty, six o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and then by like eight o'clock, the pain levels have dropped enough that I can sort of drop off. And I mean, mind you, the hours sound ridiculous, right? I get up for work really stupid early in the morning. That hasn't changed in like twenty years, <laughs> except for the head. few, except for the little time I was doing night shift. I was always getting up stupid early. To go yeah, back. committed to the cause. It's been like twenty years since I've like not started work at five a.m. <laughs> Yeah, wow. <laughs> she some, can't relate to this anymore. <laughs> some people would say it's the best time of the day, 5 a.m. Early bird catches the worm. Early bird misses most of the traffic. Early bird still gets to deal with truckies. That's why I turned the radio off. <laughs> that was, look, that's one of the things that truckies talk. They talk. Don't let anyone tell you that women can talk. Oh my god, can truckies talk? <laughs> like so they sit there and they're on the radio. Oh my like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Or or just shit. Like I when I was <laughs> when I was working over by the airport, I would be at work really early in the morning to avoid most of the traffic and that. And I would be following in the oversized vehicles heading towards the port. Every morning at dawn and I Every morning, every morning. Dawn, everyone. Dawn. Dawn. The sun is coming up. It's just breaking the horizon. And there's this one wanker. (laughs) (laughs) No other way to describe him. Who gets on and pretends to be a rooster. Every freaking morning. Okay. Someone's got some time up their sleeve. Yep. And, (laughs) And look, eventually the other guys get jack of it and one guy put on country music just to sort of drown him out yeah yeah okay and yeah oh i'm assuming him sorry her oh no it was a him okay they it is great fun when you know that they're very much used to having only male voices on the radio and then they're going at each other insulting each other having a real go at each other and you just pipe up as the only female or one of the few females yeah and just go Hey guys, uh, can I just get a radio check, please? And they all just go dead silent. I'm like, yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> guys, we we are out there. <laughs> we are driving trucks, and we do have radios, and we can hear everything you're saying. And a lot of it is just bullshit. Dribble. It's just dribble. <laughs> but you're certainly entertaining. 
Well, I guess you need an outlet, don't you? Yeah, when you're stuck in a truck alone all the yeah. time. And I think that's part of the problem with the with these sort of situations is that the guys in the depots only see them for a certain amount of time each day. Yeah. And so it's easier to sort of just shove them back in the truck and get back on the road and that. But 18 to 20 hour days to the point where your customer has picked up on it. Yeah. That, it, that that's a huge issue and that means that it was more than one person <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm watching to the microphone i'm watching this and i can see that it's not picking up a lot <laughs> i'm oops. not I'm, oops i'm not gonna how's that is that picking up a little bit more yay yeah it is yeah um i can't because like okay one of my jobs Years and years ago now, like, oh, I want to say about 10 years ago. Okay. Minimum. Sure. Probably between the 10 and 15 year mark. One of my jobs was to collect all of the driver's work diary sheets. Yep. And enter them into the work diary database. Sounds so fun. Oh, I yeah. can't even just, deal. I know, right? It was one of those jobs that you, like, you put your headphones in and you just, just went. Cat type. And did as much as you did. Yep. Um, you had to make sure that you were doing it because each driver does it differently and you always ask for them to use like a ruler so that you can actually see because some you know if they're stopping on the half hour because it's done in one of those linear line things yes I'll see if I can put like Like a ledger kind of thing there's like there's multiple lines and then they're they're cut into little segments for hours Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then they've got to draw (laughs) yeah well they've got to draw like starting work and then on a half hour break and then back to work. And so you've got to follow that line. Yeah. And some of them just freehand it. And you're like, was that half an hour or an hour? Or dude, you've, you've drawn like a teardrop that oh, doesn't Louise. make any sense at all. <laughs> See, that was always a bit of a pain in the ass, but you'd get there in the end. And generally software like that, that I was entering into would flag a problem. So if we had a driver who'd done an 18-hour day, it would have immediately flagged us. He's done too many hours. Mm -hmm. And it would have sent an email off to me as the enterer, my boss, and whoever the branch manager or or depot manager was of that particular driver. Mm -hmm. So, like, because, you know, they're coming in and going out all over the company. Yep. So you've got different levels that need to be over it. So we would have that, and they would have to be watching over how many of those flags came through for starters if it happened every once in a while they'd be issued a warning mm-hmm. like just can you watch your time make sure you're entering it properly i know that we had a couple of drivers that we essentially re-educated on how to do their log books because it wasn't so much that they were doing the wrong times they hadn't quite figured out that you meant to put it on that side of the line not that side of the line okay out of me <laughs> i can't help it look i've had dental surgery it hurts yeah yesterday everyone just to give context to this that's why, why i look like a hot mess right now we're recording a, like not even 24 full hours after dental surgery no definitely not at 24 hours yet. yeah so um give it up to charger for um still committing to the podcast yeah record Ooh. session no <laughs> <laughs> Probably why I'm rambling more than normal, but anyway. No, it's okay. it's covering all the good stuff. Um, okay, so there's multiple different, I guess, hearings slash trials or whatever the, what's the word? Trial. 
trials inquiry the inquiry yeah, yeah. into this um cause it sort of affected it's had a ripple effect across multiple different well multiple industries too yeah. because it affected not just the logistics industry and the transport and supply chain but it's also affected the police and every and and their procedures on the stops and things yep and then the community in that. as well yeah. And the community, there were you know, the photos that Porsche driver took. I, oh man, they were horrific. That's horrifying. I don't know what like goes through people's brains to think that that is in any way acceptable. No, no, um, and it really frightens me that that's where we're at. I don't want to go on a tangent because it's probably for random rambles, but it just it frightens me where we're at as a community. If that's kind of an example of in, like innocent bystanders, even though this person is not an innocent bystander at all. Um, but bystanders well, he's done his own wrong, but yeah, um, decide not to take action, but also take not what anyone anyone with a normal way of thinking with would a normal be. level of compassion, yeah, um, and sympathy and empathy um, and all those um, wonderful characteristics would not even think to call for help if you don't want to help. You know, that was not even a thought process either. So um, it's quite concerning um, in, in many different ways. And, yeah, just um, seeing that as one of those officers as well. Yeah. As well, your last. Between between that crash, which was in April 2020. Yeah. And. Um, Good year, wasn't yeah. it? Good year for everyone involved. It, we're about to enter 2024. I'm still processing 2020. <laughs> I keep thinking it was. Last year. It does feel like that sometimes. Like even They've though, all just merged together. Even though like 2019, 2020 seem very long ago now, they were, but hmm, yeah. it, it, I think everyone is still processing, you're right. So um, between that accident and the NHVR, which is the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator, mm-hmm. pressing charges in 2021. Mm-hmm. There was an extensive investigation led by the Victorian police through Task Force Paragon into these sort of um, incidents. So this particular task force was established to investigate the incident on the Eastern Freeway specifically, and um, they went pretty heavy and pretty hard after Mm -hmm. the heads of the company, company. Connect Logistics, and their... Um, heads of branch and things like that. So their branch managers, their ops managers, mm-hmm. their MDs, all of that. Because the thing about chain of responsibility that people forget, and I'll, I'll try and throw up a, a listing or some form of like um, a diagram, diagram or, or yeah. something up here that'll show you, yeah. is that the higher you get on that pay tree, so mm-hmm. the more money you're earning, the more responsibility you have in the company, the higher your penalty goes on yeah. COR. So just being a forky and making a bad decision is still going to get you a penalty, but being the boss of that forky and allowing him to go through with that decision is going to get you almost triple what that forky's going to get or yeah. that driver or whatever. Yeah. And I think that goes into Workplace Health and Safety Act of Queensland roles and responsibilities as well as your 
role within any company, like what Tasha was saying, the higher you go, the more responsibility and understanding you need to have with what's going on, how's it going on, who's doing it, is the right people doing it, do they know what they're doing, have they been trained? And if there's any trends that start to kind of creep in, you address that, you don't let that go. So with roles and responsibilities, I've found that the higher you get up in recent times, well, maybe it's been a trend forever and people are just sort of like, ah, it's sort of an afterthought with chain responsibility and safety. Um, but considering... <laughs> it's picking up none of what you're saying because you are facing the back end of the mic. <laughs> Oh, there you are. <laughs> I'll try and fix that in the audio. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so in saying all of that, um, safety seems to take a bit of a backseat with knowing your role and responsibility and how much trouble, not you want to think about that 24-7 at all, but how much trouble you will get in for people that are making decisions, maybe out on the front line, out on the road on um, the lower end of the scale can have a giant effect on you. Yeah. Like, yeah, the consequences are major. So, but they're like, oh, no, everyone will do the right thing. I mean, there's, ho- like, hopeful thinking, wishful thinking, but... No, oh, we had we had wishful thinking at work a couple of weeks ago when the guy came <laughs> and he's like, can you just stack those three high? And I looked at it and I looked at what he was picking up and I looked at him again. I looked at the forky and I went, No. and he's like no I think it'll fit and I'm like are you looking at what I'm looking at no no (laughs) and he's like no 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 it'll fit and Richard's sorry the forky oh yeah (laughs) say that again the forky looked at me and he's looked at the load and he's looked at the truck and he's like it might and I'm I look I looked at him and I just go chain of responsibility I'm not going to jail for you. No. no and I'm certainly not going to jail for you. I've never met you before. Yeah. And they both looked at me and they're like, oh. <laughs> but see. That... It, did, it didn't get loaded three I, I tell you. No. And that's the thing. But see, uh, actively participating and being across what's going on avoided something. Yeah. That was very avoidable. But if you weren't around for maybe five minutes. Oh, God. I Things know, could have gone me, a little bit pear-shaped. I think, to be honest, like, he would have attempted it. He would have put the three on. Sure. And he would have looked at it and gone. Maybe not. Near nah, nah. Yeah. And he would have pulled him off again. Yeah. Because he's, he's gotten a lot better. Yeah, 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 of course. He, of course. He used to very much, before we did the COI refresher training, he used to very much be of the, the opinion of, well, they want me to do it, so it's their responsibility. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you actually bear a responsibility towards that as You're well. You're in this like, chain. you have an active participation because you have allowed him to do it. You have enabled him to do it that way because you have loaded that truck. Yeah. It's like the guy that's like, oh, I'll just drive around and I'll strap down now on the street. And I'm like, like, fuck you, Will. There's a lot of I'll just. That's, that's what starts off a horrendous idea. I'll just, if I just do this. No, no, don't do anything. No. Stick to the procedure. No, yeah. Stick to the policy. Do it properly. Do it how you've always done it and don't do it any other way unless it's been a change or an amendment to the policy that you know about. Yeah. But yeah, I'll just, worst words ever. Yeah. 
Or I was thinking, maybe no. I could. No. <laughs> Let's not. And say we did. Yeah. I've actually done that to a couple of bosses where they're like, oh, we need to do it like this. And it's like uh, maintenance forms or things like that that, yeah. are, that are I know are required for audits. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, once you've scanned them all into the system, don't worry about it. You can get rid of them. We'll just digitally file them and it'll be fine. And then it comes to audit time. And the manager comes sliding up to my desk going, so those um, those maintenance forms. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the original copies? Because the auditor wants to see the original copies. And I'm like, of course I do. Because I ignore every direction you give me. <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. Because I knew this day <laughs> I would come. <laughs> I just thought I'd hoard them for a little while, you know, fill some space on those back bookcases. Yeah. No, I just, I just went back and double-checked. The You're reason mystic. why we kept them. <laughs> You're some sort of fortune teller. No, I've just been audited before. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going to happen. <laughs> hey, look, I've I've worked with some really good bosses. It's just sometimes they get a little bit caught up in the new technology aspect of it all. And they're like, yeah. this will be fantastic. We won't have to do this. We won't need that. We won't have this. And then you're looking at it going until it breaks down. Or and deletes. the internet dies. Yeah. Or we have that power failure like we did last month. And we can't access any of it. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> I'm sure drivers have the same thing when they've like issued the big rounding back to the actual topic. Sure. The No no no, this is all on topic. <laughs> the big thing I've noticed is um the big supermarkets, uh big distribution centers like um Coles, Bullies, Bunnings, all of those sort of things. Mm-hmm. They push really hard to have very small timelines. They do. On their transport. Yeah. And I think that's just in the fact that they think that they're outside of that COR and they don't think that it actually applies to them. And then having someone smack them in the head (laughs) and be like, "Uh, no, you do actually, you you sit about here on COR. Yeah. you, You do have a role to play in this. Takes them aback quite a ways. And then they're like, oh. Cause they're they, shocked. Well, yeah, we had a, I had it quite a few times where they were like, oh, this is your time slot. And I'm like, my driver won't make that. I'm like, well, they have to make that because that's the time slot. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit. Give me a different time slot because yeah. he's not going to make that. That's not legal. No. Well, that's the time slot. Don't fucking argue with me, mate. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm telling you it's not legal. I'm not saying I don't feel like it. <laughs> well, my driver doesn't feel like oh. it. <laughs> I've, I've actually had it where I've been working within a company and there's, there is a small um, difference between NHVL law in or NHVL in Queensland to WA. Okay. It's actually pretty much anywhere but WA because most of the states and territories signed on to the NHVL. WA did not. They maintained their own laws. As you do. So, Are they and I don't know if that's changing. <laughs> I don't well I don't know if it's changing or not but I know that at the time this particular incident happened is that the drivers in WA could essentially call their own hours so if they said I feel fatigued I'm going to pull over and have a half hour break that's what they did mm-hmm. if they felt like driving for 8 straight hours they could mm-hmm. in a, in in the rest of the country as far as I'm aware those of us that are signed up to the NHVL we have mandatory hour breaks so you can drive for five hours and then you must have a break. Yeah. And then you can drive for, I think it's another 
two or four hours, depending on your logbook, what you, whether you're certified at 12 or 14 hours, mm-hmm. and you have to have another break. And then it repeats until you've had your 24-hour break because you can only work so many days or so many hours before you must have a 24-hour break. Yeah. So I had the argument with the girls in Perth because I was sitting there going, okay, so he's, it, the part's been picked up from the airport, it's gone into the ute and it's on its way out. Um, he'll get to about this place for his five-hour break and then he'll pick up and he'll get to here by this time so it'll be there by about this time pending, you know, roadworks or hold-ups or oversized loads or whatever he's got to pass on the way out because it was going rural Queensland. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they weren't very happy with that. They're like, why can't he just keep driving? Because he's not legally allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Why doesn't he just drive until he's tired? I'm like, I'm sure that he'd like that too, but he's not allowed to. (laughs) Sorry, Perth. They're not allowed to. My bad. If there's anyone from Perth listening, I would be shocked. You'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. Yeah, I think most of our analytics are um, Brisbane, Canberra, and Gold Coast. Is that interesting? Okay. Oh, and Melbourne. We can't forget Melbourne. Oh, she knows who she is. (laughs) (laughs) Do you forget Melbourne? (laughs) So. That's my topic. <laughs> is there is there anything that you like? Is there any questions that you have? That... Um. Well, I guess because I'm still learning about the industry. So, um, is it's a little, I guess it's not necessarily off topic. I guess more about the like way bridges and stuff and like getting pulled over for you know checks and stuff like um load checks and that yeah um is that all factored in to the hours as well like you know are you calling back to say yourself because you're one of the the peeps that people would need to communicate with and go hey i've just been pulled over for a check or i'm at a way bridge or i'm at all this extra stuff that's added to my trip or is that just a part and parcel of being on the road you just go Flag it afterwards and go. I was held up because I got checked. Or... Look, I think I think generally it's sort of just considered part and parcel. They will occasionally have something that they decide is an egregious error, and the driver won't be allowed to move on any further. Okay. Whether that is that he's overloaded or they found a fault with the truck or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you need to do the ring around and find another driver, another trailer, another you know whatever to get out there and sort it all out or to mm-hmm. go and pick him up and all the rest of it. That's often when you drive past those way bridges on the side of the motorway and there's just a truck there, yeah, like a trailer and no prime mover or just a prime mover and no trailer. Yeah. They've put the hold on and you can't do anything until there's you There's no moving that. There's no moving yeah. that. You can tow it, but you're not allowed to like get in and drive it or hook it up to a cab and drive it Okay. until you fix it. Right. So if you're still got everything in the back – and that's deemed you can't move, that's overloaded or whatever. What happens? Do you just have to get there with another empty truck and shuffle everything out? What, how does that, you know, if it's like, say, for Woolies or something that's got perishable goods in there? It doesn't happen with those so often. Oh, You're more likely to find it with, like, okay. the Coles loads and that. Because the pallets for things like Woolies and Coles and that, 
the trailers refrigerated, whether they're refrigerated tort liner or Pantech, mm-hmm. um, they you know what weight the trailer and truck is, right? And you know how many axles it is, so your load gets distributed over your axles. Yeah. And then you can plan the load. So they'll say you're coming in to pick up a load of ice cream cakes. Yeah. Just for delicious demonstrative purposes um so they know how much each box of ice cream cake works because that's part of your workplace health and safety they need to know how much the worker is moving around with Mm -hmm. they know how much each carton of boxes will weigh and they know how many cartons go on a pallet and then they know how much the pallet weighs so adding that all together gives you the exact weight of the whole item together and then you're loading however many pallets of it so generally probably about 22 to 24 pallets depending on the size Mm. of the truck Mm -hmm. um unless it's a b double and then obviously you've got the a and the b trailer and they're loaded separately and that all comes into it as well because you've also got to take into account the combination weight of the truck trailer and trailer so these all play in you there are things designed now to allow it to be easier to actually work out what your load distribution needs to be your weight distribution Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um that makes it a lot easier to plan combination loads where you've got bits and bobs of everything yeah but the one that i found is always most commonly on the side of the road is actually lumber and steel okay because they're bundled yep and they're heavy and awkward and yeah so they're more likely to be the ones that have caused a problem uh-huh. Okay. And it's not for lack of trying. Like, you haven't just dumped it on there and gone, eh, she'll be right. No, no, no. It's just you've put it on thinking that you've distributed the weight properly, but you've not had access to a weight bridge or you've left the depot and then whatever. Yeah. And then you've been hauled in over the weight bridge at, say, the Gatton pads. Mm-hmm. And they've gone, mate, you're overweight on the back axle. You can't move. Yeah. Sometimes all it takes is jimmying the load around a little bit so right someone will come out and they'll have some machinery that'll push it around um other times it's a case of no just drop it leave it we'll come pick it up later mm-hmm. it just depends on how organized they are what the urgency of the load that sort of stuff what what you're prepared to do okay at the time that you get that call from the driver ah okay because most of those pads they run them at night so they'll pull the drivers up at two, three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I can't do anything until the depot opens at about eight, nine o'clock when everyone gets in or, you know, seven o'clock when they're all there to yeah, run okay. out. So you're just going to have to drop that trailer and run to your next mm-hmm. or wait there, pull over, wait, and we'll come out and get you soon. Wow. Okay. Because, yeah, for some reason I sort of thought it was, you know, looking at different ones that have been left there, like you say. Well, look, sometimes people just use them as rest stops or as... um if there's no particular driver rest area mm-hmm. in within a certain distance of that and it's a good stop they'll ah. do that they'll just drop their trailer and be like i've left it at the pads come and do your leg because they there are things um where you do handovers mm-hmm. so or, or legs so turn turnarounds i think a few boys call them um apple tree creek is a really good turnaround mm-hmm. because it's halfway between two major cities okay so they go up they'll drop the trailer they'll pick up the trailer to come back and the driver that's dropped the trailer coming down will pick up the trailer and head north again so they still end up in their own home depots but the freight ends up going the full distance yeah oh interesting 
Because, yeah, every now and again I go past, like, the same sort of way bridges and that, and I never see the, you know, the um, going, please, you know, at the next lights start turning off for trucks. Mm -hmm. And now I know that it's done early hours of the morning generally. Yep. Because for some reason I thought it was just random, like random breathalysers and stuff that just turn on at any moment in time kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yes, they can do. Yeah. Um, the pads, the Bundamba pads have been running continuously for a few months now, but that's okay. because there's been a bridge um, that... For <laughs> one <laughs> <laughs> playing at home, this sounds quite interesting. <laughs> the, the bridge is collapsing. Yeah, okay. Right. So they're not allowing anything that is more than a ton in weight over the bridge. Okay. So the drivers that are travelling that way have to provide proof of destination being before that bridge. Yep. And everything that may be over a ton in weight is being pulled over. It's not just the trucks and trailers. Yep. It is caravanners. Okay. You, yep. If you are more than a ton in weight, you cannot go over that bridge. Right. Not until they fix it. So there's what's the alternative? Is it quite far out? To get there is there is an alternative. It's not, from what I understand, it's not a particularly um, easy alternative, but okay. it is working for now. But for the most part, I think people are just limiting loads. Mm. Okay, because the Toowoomba bypass is sort of screwy again too. So, <laughs> yeah, great job, north. government. Great <laughs> job, government. North Toowoomba's west. West north. <laughs> God. <laughs> Great job, Queensland government. You haven't even educated our freaking <laughs> residents. <laughs> our residents don't even know where they are. Okay, so Taja, when I worked with her, she had a um, piece of paper on the wall and it had North <laughs> written on it. Are you making fun of my drivers? Um, because they were. My driver convinced. would stand there and tell me a story and he'd be convinced. like, north. And I'm like, that's west. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but I mean north. And I'm like, yeah, but that's north. <laughs> that's west. So, yeah, hence the sign going up in um, a black marker pen that's very yelly. North this way. <laughs> I didn't even write that. Oh, you didn't write that? No, the, okay, the driver himself wrote oh, it. And then okay. went, what wall do I stick it on? And I'm like, that one. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> that one. It's more like that way, but yeah. What? Come on. Please tell me that I'm not the only one that uses never eat soggy weebix to this day. Um, You're not the only one. It doesn't come into my head at all, to be honest. Like, I do. It does know when about I'm teaching it. other people to remember the compass points. <laughs> and then everyone looks at me like I've lost my mind. I'm like, was no one? No, West. That is West. <laughs> It's yeah, west. Never eat soggy wheat peas. I know the I know I know, but like I just don't, I don't know. I've got GPS. It'll get me there. Yeah, the long way round. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, thing with GPS is that we tried this when I was a teenager. And GPSs were first coming out, and you know we had our cars and we were running around. We thought we're gonna try the GPS on a road that we know really really well. Mm -hmm. Mind you, this is like the first or second iteration of GPS that's come out. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where we ended up that night, but it took us three and a half hours to do a 20 minute trip. GPSs have gotten a lot better. Hurry. <laughs> no, we were just coming home from work, so there was no hurry behind it, but we were like, I wonder which way it would take me because it feels like it takes me the most convoluted route yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if it's going to actually just like 
take me home. No. Or no. take me the most convoluted route possible. The it's an option too. You see the sites that, that you didn't even know you wanted to see. Yeah, no. There were sites in Woodridge I still don't want to see. <laughs> Especially those days. <laughs> I think we ended up freaking halfway out to Bird Desert before it finally swung us around and brought us home again. I mean, dinner's cold. There was no dinner that night, mate. We no were, dinner. Okay. No, we, we thought it'd be fun to do it as like because it was a Friday night. We'd finished work at about midnight and we thought, oh, well, we don't have to be anywhere tomorrow. <laughs> Let's see what it does. Oh, gee. Getting home at like four in the morning going, did you guys like go to a club after work or something? Yeah. Home? The no, club we just took a drive. Woodridge. <laughs> we, just took, we just took a drive. We wanted to see where the GPS would take us, where to take you. No fucking clue. Oh, the Rapidex, everybody. I still have one in my car, just in case. Well, at least you'll know what north, <laughs> south, east, west is with the Rapidex. <laughs> you say this is if it's a bad thing, but at least I'll get home. I'll just keep turning the map around. <laughs> <laughs> Which kidding. way are we driving now, north or west? Bit <laughs> <laughs> of both. Northwest. How do I hold it then? <laughs> just like that. Got <laughs> <a> fucking southeast. <laughs> our fun little fact uh you can learn a little bit more about us um amy can't read maps no. <laughs> amy can't read maps and apparently i'm um a little bit grinchy <laughs> i already knew that come on <laughs> apparently i'm a little bit type a when it comes to knowing which end of the compass you're at yes very much so um north so <laughs> As we sit right now, how we're orientated, north. <laughs> it's almost like she's a girl guide. No, never did any of that okay. shit. My right. father was a sailor, though. Okay, well, that explains a lot of things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so if you guys have any um, questions or comments or anything to add about the discussion and what you think about the judgment that's been handed down for Connect Logistics, their MD, their operations manager... And uh, indeed, the driver and the Porsche driver. We'd love to hear it. Comments are always welcome. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have any topics that you want us to speak about more on, we want to get a little bit more focused on our topics. Yeah, I know that, I know that there's a few things that I, I want to get a little bit more of um, Amy's input on and see how she would handle certain situations. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but otherwise we will catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.